The following is a part of the Radio Memphis On Demand service. It originally aired live on Radio Memphis and has been edited for time. Here on this Sunday night here on the Booze and the Blues, here on the seventh day of the month of July. We're about 12 minutes uh, past the top of the hour, but we're here, and uh, we're, uh, we're here to play some blues and have some fun. we got some live music here in the studio this evening. Joining us uh, all the way from the Delta, Tully Bray is here. Hello, Tully. How hey, are you? Hey, thanks for having me, man. Well, thanks. What a great place you have. Well, thank you so much. We're glad to have you here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I know Mark. it's a bit of a drive to come up here. Is it Clarksdale where you live? Is, is no, I, I'm actually in Nashville right now. Nashville? But the hell are you doing the, in Nashville? Know, move I out know, of that stinking town. You gotta move here. Oh, I know. There's no blues <laughs> in Nashville. For I know, but you know how it is. And I'm from Louisiana, but really, um, what part? And actually, in a small town, Lake mm-hmm. Charles area, DeRitter, off of um, I-10. But my mom is in Philadelphia, Mississippi. So. Stephen knows that area pretty well. He does. Oh, you do? Cool. Oh, yeah, Lafayette. Yep. I was I was born in Shreveport. Not that that really counts. Get out of here, Bossier City. Bossier City. I got family in, down yeah. in Monroe and all those parts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, man. Hammond. All through oh, yeah, there. Hammond. Yeah. 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 A bunch of coon asses hanging oh, out in the studio good tonight. Oh, man. <laughs> 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 when. Uh, when word got out that you were booked for this show, mm-hmm. I got a message from Mick Colossa. Oh, cool. And he said, I love this woman so much. Uh-huh. And he said, you're going to have a great time tonight. And he said he really loved this record. And he wished he could be here because he, he would he would have come up. I mean, because oh, Mick is a great guy. We love him. He's been here several times. And he's a, a great friend of the station and of cool. everything that we do at the end of this show. And... Um, so I under, I guess there's there's a history there with you and Mick. Was he involved in this record that you yes, did? Yes, he is. Um, it's his label actually, and yeah. uh, I'm one. Luckily, thankfully, one of his artists that he has on the label. Yeah. And I think I'm the first release, and then after me is Jeff Jensen. Yeah. And uh, Brandon Santini as oh, a yeah. duo. Yeah. And then um, I believe Layman Terms is going to be next. So, oh, wow. yeah, it's called Endless Blues Records, and he was the executive producer on it. And, well, uh, well, you you hit the jackpot with that. Oh, he's such a nice, he's cool, a great guy. talented guy. Yeah, he really is. Wonderful songwriter. Yeah, he really is a great songwriter. So, when you produced this record, which the, this is your is this is this your first or are... no no this is my third your but third I don't have the other with two with this yeah. label yeah this is your first with this and it's yeah. Revelator is the name of the record uh, Rev- Revelation Revelation uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and did did Mick play on it? Did he did he help no, you with any of it, or did no, he just well, kind of turn you loose in the studio and he say? He just kind of turned me loose, but I was so lucky because um, there's a song there that I did called Seven Bridges, and it's um, a Louisiana feel to it, and it's uh, very Delta. And he came in, and I had some wonderful backup singers on it, right? And I needed that bottom in, and he came in and just slayed it. He did that bottom low bass on there and it oh, just yeah. really it really filled it out and made the song <laughs> it did. And so he did We'll that. play that one later. Yeah, yeah that'll, that'll be fun. Yeah, he, he did great. And then there were some hand claps on another song. Or no, it was that song actually. Yeah. So he he also credits on there hand claps. <laughs> <laughs> Those big mitts of his. <laughs> I love that it's every detail. Oh he yeah. And Jeff are so detailed. So it's so cool. Absolutely. Uh yeah and Jeff is 
is a he's a he's a great guy on the board too, and uh, he's such an he's another talented. Yes, talented he guy. is. He's talented as well. I just, I was just really lucky, you know, to have both of those guys in the studio, all their talent and all that great, like you said, Mark Mojo. <laughs> so yeah. really and good then of course stuff. Brandon Santini is another one of those talents that's over there. Oh, did you yeah. did you ever get a chance to work with Brandon? I did. He was actually on the CD. He's on the he's mm-hmm. on the record. Yeah. Yeah, he's on. Um, I did kind of a uh, another very Delta feel song. Um, that he did harmonica on, yeah. 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 Well, he's something he special, wailed. isn't he? Oh, gosh, he was great. Yeah, he, he, he can cut loose, man. <sighs> man. And watching him do it, is it, it's he's, a joy. He's pretty incredible. Yeah. There's only one Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. So how did you come into the blues? I grew up in church. Um, well, I there's guess. your problem. Yeah. <laughs> We already established you're a preacher's daughter. Yeah, I'm a I'm a PK. We we uh, we know about you girls. <laughs> well, I don't know. I was pretty good. I, <laughs> oh, I had brothers. Oh. I had brothers, so you know, it was like helicopters. So oh I yeah, they were they were looking yeah. out for you. They were oh, making sure you were brothers. fine. Brothers, yeah, I was the only girl. So well, those church lock-ins, we know what happens in those places. <laughs> well, we um. We had a very different type of church. My dad was a um, like an apostolic, non-denominational mm-hmm. type preacher. Mm-hmm. So our church was always on fire with music. We so gospel is a big big part of your history then. Huge, yes, and it was very rock and blues gospel. Oh hell I mean, yeah! Yeah, it hell was yeah. just we had a choir and it was, you know, it wasn't a structured service. Um, whatever happened, happened, and. A lot of music. So that's how I grew up in music. Yeah. Way. My mother was an accordion player and keyboard player. So this is down in Louisiana? Yeah. Yeah. In Louisiana. And she taught me, you know, some major chords and said, There you go and figure it out on your own. Figured it out. Would go to church every day and just play all kind of things on the church piano, you know, yeah. learning and so you never uh, took lessons or anything no, like that? No, I mean, aside from just, you know, here's a few pointers, this is how this yeah, thing goes, and then, mom, and then from mom. there you, you go. Yeah, just did it. Do you read sheet music? A little bit. You know, if I had to, I can. I you can figure basics. it out if you had yeah. enough time to, to work out a chart. Yes, but, I you know, we do the Nashville number system mainly, you know, the charts yeah. with that. Typically that's how we do our charts now. But. Nashville. <laughs> I don't know why they call it the Nashville number system, but it works. I know, I know. <laughs> That's how we chart, and it works. So. <laughs> we need to. We just got to wring the Nashville right out of you. So, how long have you been in Nashville? Oh gosh, um, a long time—about eleven years. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to move. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what's what's the scene? Of, I mean, I, I I've talked to Nashville artists, you know, from time to time, but they're usually in rock or country or whatnot. Uh-huh. What's the scene up there for? for oh, it's in, great. Is it, it really? It really is. It's not just country people. Well, I know that. But. Yeah, they just really put it as a country city, but we have a great blues scene, a great alternative rock scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, great voiceover scene. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's yeah, a happening little town, you know. Get my agent on that. Yeah, there you go. Because, um, you know, there's there's this weird rivalry between Memphis and Nashville. It's the reason why I bring it up. Yeah. And yeah. we had talked, this is a bit of a sore subject with me, but I'll bring it up. The Nashville Blues Society. Uh-huh. Who's running it? What's on, What's involved? Are you in it? Yes. Um, actually, it shut down and there's a new one. There is a new There's one. There is a new one. Okay, this is news yeah. to me. Yeah. Because I got royally pissed off when I found out that it had shut down. Oh, okay. 
because it left a lot of musicians in Nashville who are very talented players mm-hmm. without a, a blues society out yes. of Nashville yes. to get involved in things like the IBC or, or things like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it just it rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, how can this happen? I know it's politics and all that other crap yeah. that gets involved in it, but... Are you a part of the National Blues yes, Society? Yes, I, I, of course, yeah. I'm, I need to actually, I've been to the meetings and been to, to the events, but I need to actually get my pass. I haven't done that yet, but I will. Yeah. But it's Whit Hubner that um, started it. He's a DJ there Yeah. in Nashville. Yeah. Great guy. He used to have a show um, called the Mendo Blues Show. That was one of the most interesting shows I've, I've heard of it. ever yes. done. Yeah. And Mando Blues, yes. Uh, Mando Blues. Yes. He I've is a yes. fantastic he's very guy. Good. Yeah, with uh, he's steeped in in the blues and and just music in general. It's sure. his love. Sure. So he started um, the uh, Blues and Roots Alliance, I believe is what it's called, and um, it's just taken off like wildfire. I mean, that's people good. Are, yeah, people are just coming. This is the rebirth gross. of the Blues Society there in Nashville. It is. That's it good. Is. So these musicians are jumping on board and they're oh, becoming yeah. a part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can look for the um, uh, the the Nashville representatives for the IBC then this uh, this year. I would think so. Yeah. No. No. Not what happened, Jamie? No. Well, it'll be back. What 2020? I guess it'll be January 2020. Or... Well, the next one will be 21. Oh, 21. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that was in the transition, yeah. We'll get you well no, that's all right. We can get you into the Memphis Blues Society by the night's out because Mark is here. He'll, he'll sign you right we know up. It. <laughs> I love some Memphis. You, well yeah, well, that, and that's just it. There's a lot of musicians and and I I have been I have been in contact with probably I'd say a dozen or so musicians from around the country that have physically moved themselves to Memphis. To be a part of what's happening here. Oh yeah. The and I'll tell you, Memphis is a tough town. I mean, you've played this town before. Oh yeah, yeah. And it can be weird. Uh, but as a national artist, or even as a Delta artist, you you'll have no trouble selling out a room for the most part. You can get a good crowd. But if you're a Memphis artist, mm-hmm. they won't come. It's bizarre. It is the strangest thing. But if you That's call yourself sad. a Memphis artist and you go play Nashville, you'll pack a house just like that. I mean, That's crazy. are the fans in Nashville like that the way they are in Memphis? Do they go, do they see Nashville artists, or they wait for an out-of-towner to come in? I think they do both. Uh, Nashville is always hopping because, I mean, there's so much music there, and yeah. there's so many tourists there. So, I mean, you're going to pack a house regardless if you're in the area where everybody's located. Which is down Broadway, then. Which is down Broadway or off Broadway at Printer's Alley. Printer's you know? Alley. Because Music and, Row, is, they're tearing down studios over there and they're building condos. And other, that's another sore spot. They're, they're just wiping out a lot of that music. That wears me out, though. I have to tell you, all those historical buildings, it just kind of, a little sad when those go. Yeah. It just hurts my heart. It's like, ugh. Well, and part of it is that whole residual thing. It's like, where's the money for musicians? And they just point over there and they go, look at those big buildings. You know, Look mm-hmm. at those gorgeous buildings for ASCAP and BMI and mm-hmm. CSAC. Look at, look at that. <laughs> And meanwhile, the rest of us are in the trenches just, yeah. you know, y'all want to hear what again? Yeah. That kind of thing. So so do you play much in Nashville? I mean, do you, are Not you, a whole lot. You don't have a steady um, gig or anything like that? No, I do festivals mainly, uh, weekends. But when I do play Nashville, it's a treat. Um, I play, I've played Phoebe's um, uh, and then uh, Bourbon Street. But those are really the only two big draws as far as... Um, 
the blues. Right. You know, so it's it's because yeah, everything else is. Is country. smaller, country or rock or, you <laughs> Those know. my air quotes, country. Yeah. <laughs> it's got so, and I have a problem with that, too, but that, we'll just leave that for another show. Uh, well, before we pause, um, how about we jump into a song um, from you live here in the oh, studio? okay. You might need cool. to readjust that. And um, we'll do something here, and then we'll, we'll take a break, and then I'll play something off of the brand-new record. Cool beans. And then we'll talk about that and have some fun. And do you know, we got you till eleven o'clock tonight. So yeah, got me a long time. Oh, <laughs> it'll go by just like that. You'll leave here and go. How did that happen? You like a cup of cold water? Oh, from a crystal spring. You like the wind blowing through my hair? A soft summer breeze You make me so happy Oh, when I'm feeling blue Oh, yeah, you do You're like a pair of new shoes Oh, like a pair of new shoes, baby You keep my thoughts running round Keep me walking off the ground Don't you know you have a way Making you my day's candy sweet With every word you say Oh, it puts a cloud under my feet Cause you make me so happy Oh, when I'm feeling blue Oh, yeah, you do You're like a pair of new shoes Running round, you keep me walking off the ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're like a pair of new shoes, too good to be true. You're like a pair of new shoes, yeah. Well, hey, yeah. I'm hearing the gospel in there. Yeah. Uh-huh. A little gospel. A little gospel in there. Is that on the new record? It is. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the brand new record is Revelation. Any any relation to the revelation in the, the last book of the Bible? You know, no, it's not. I used it as the actual <laughs> definition. <laughs> did, you, did you get all story. preachy in this record, Tully? I, I don't know, man. Oh, no, no. It's no, that's not. But yeah, that gospel influence, I know that it, it's so close to the blues because oh, that's, yeah. I mean, they're, they're the mother and father of rock and roll. That's true. As you know. That's so true. Yeah. All right. Well, fabulous. I'm going to take a little break. We'll be back. We've got more. Uh, Tully Bray is here in the studio, kids. She's going to be with us all night long. We'll be talking and playing some stuff. And, and I want to play uh, I want to play a song uh, up out of the break, and I want you to tell me which one we should do. Oh, let's do uh, Price of the Blues. 
what was it again? It's number one, Price of the Blues. Price of the Blues. Got yeah. it. I don't have it by track number. I have it by title. Oh, cool. So, all right, we'll play it up out of the break, and we've got more fun with Miss Tully Bray here in the studio. So stick around. You're listening to it right here at Radio Memphis. Don't go away. Radio Memphis in the morning, weekday mornings at 9 Central on Radio Memphis.
understand the price of the blue. Radio Memphis. Tully Bray from her brand new record, Revelation and Price of the Blues. Tully's in the studio with us tonight, kids. Hey. hey. I was sitting there looking at the uh, at your liner notes. I, I, I borrowed a copy of your record oh, so I could sit here and look at this. And I was looking at the production stuff because I'm always interested in that. Yeah. And I, I see some names that I know. Uh, Jeff Jensen, of course. Mike Wilson. Yes. Who spent some time over at Ardent. He's a, he's a fantastic dude. Mr. Energy. Love Mike. He's the most ex- excitable guy to be around, isn't he? He's, yes, I love Mike. He's so much His fun. His smile is just always lights up a room. Yeah. Well, and also I see on here two names of guys that uh, that I know uh, pretty well: uh, Pete Matthews and Toby Vest. Pete Matthews was in this room before us. He w- it was this was this used to be PM Studios, and then before Radio Memphis came in. Oh. And Pete used to work down here. Oh, be darned. Yes, you you almost recorded this here, wow. <laughs> in, in theory, because <laughs> it does happen. Somebody somebody comes in here and goes, um, Alice Hazen, she's lovely. She's got a brand new record that's coming out next month, I think, or is it September? I can't right? wait to hear it. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. She's gonna do her thing here with us, and I see you did a little bit of stuff over at American. Yes, isn't it neat? That's yes. where our friend Brad Dunn. I was telling you about him earlier. And, Great studio. Too. Isn't it a neat room? Yeah, it's a neat room. The big room, but it sounds so nice. Mm-hmm. Big, nice grand piano, too. It was beautiful. Yeah. Did you get on that Steinway and oh, just yeah. lit it up? Yeah. Yeah. They got, a, they got a big old Hammond in there, too. The big oh, I know. That yeah. Hammond B. I played yeah. both of those. I was in heaven. <laughs> 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 I actually Hamm- recorded both both of those there. Yeah. yeah. So so you recorded this record in, in, in several studios then, did in you? In two different studios. In two, two separate mm-hmm. studios. American, and then we went to Ardent. You did do Ardent. Yes. Because Ardent is, there's a kind of a sad story there. It's almost kind of closed. I know, that kind of worries me. They're having some problems. I've heard that. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know details on it, but I, that kind of like was in the air. And I'm, no, no, that is such yeah. a great studio. There's a lot of history in there. And yeah. there's there's been some issues there, I guess, when, when both Johns died. You know, yeah, John Hammond and John, John Fry. And then... Things just kind of fell apart as they do, and yeah. uh, it got a little out of control, and it made things difficult to make a record. And I know they do the occasional session in there, but it's mm-hmm. not. I think Studio C is the only thing running over there, mm-hmm. and even that's got some problems. Yeah. So hopefully they can figure it out and do something. Yeah, with I it. hope so. <clears throat> Luckily, um, um, we didn't have any problems when we recorded there. Luckily, but. Um, when I did hear that, it just saddened me because you walk the halls of that place and just it's just loaded with all of these great recording artists that have been in there. It's oh, yeah. just so, I mean... The it's a good halls, vibe to it. Oh, yeah. it's a great vibe, and the sound is unreal. I just I really hope <laughs> they can figure that out and somebody can come along and... Yeah. There's been some talk, I think, it. that the University of Memphis, I may be speaking out of turn here, but I think the, the University of Memphis has been interested in it uh, to get it and somehow preserve it and maintain it okay. uh, maybe not so much as a as a working studio but at least more of a museum but you know that may be a, a working museum if you will you know that yeah. you can go in there and, and go into one of the studios and make a record yeah know? yeah but at least keep 
keep it alive somehow. Well, American has its own story, too. That that place is... That place is pretty darn awesome, too. Yeah, I was so happy to record there. Brad saved that building. He completely... It it had gone into complete disrepair. It had fallen apart. It nearly burned down at one point. Oh, my word. I think twice. I'm sorry, what? It was the old Easley McCain studio, yeah. Oh, wow. And they've got to just, of course, you know, you walk down that, that little narrow hallway from that one side door where the where the, uh, where the where the refrigerator is. Yes. And you go in, and there's all those records. Yes. And it, isn't it neat? It's so neat. <laughs> <laughs> they've done a lot of stuff. I was just over there this weekend, and it, they've, it, it's, it's cool. It's just, a, it's a, it feels good to be there. It does. It felt like home. Yeah. It did. It just felt so welcoming and warm. Well, a recording studio should... It's got to foster that creativity. Yeah. And and we've sort of kind of created some of that here. This place is so cool. But keeping it kind of funky and weird. Yeah, and, I love it. you know, it's just. It's, and the stories. I there's mean, stories here. Uh, and I think that's so, you know, that's so important, I think, to a studio is to have that ground floor of, of history and some stories that go along with it. I think that helps the creative juices. Well, we ain't ground floor here. We're down in the basement. I know. <laughs> I, I think when the building was, the, the building was erected in 63 and I think because it was during the Cold War, I think this was built as a, as a uh, fallout shelter. Oh, because the our ceiling, yeah, because these, these, this is, these are concrete ceilings and they're very thick and that train track out there. Yeah. Yeah, right by the parking right, lot. Yeah, you're underneath the parking lot right here. So that train track is very close. And if I've got the studio buttoned up, you can't hear those trains. You might hear like wow. a slight rumble, but it's, it's you know, it's a bunker. Wow, well, that's why it's a great studio. Well, I and mean... Pete, God love him. <laughs> because of Pete, when I signed the lease here, there's a Pete Matthews clause in my lease that says that I can only do, I can only make recordings between like 7 or 8 p.m. till like 8 a.m. because Pete liked to record rather loud. I don't know if that was your experience with him, but his his mixing and his in his mastering sessions, he cranks everything up. Oh, okay. We have to have earplugs Every- while you're while you're <laughs> in the control room with him. But he wants to hear every little thing. Yeah. Well, well he's deaf know. as a beer can, but you know. <laughs> he's a great engineer. Yeah. He's now over on uh, over at uh, 931 South Cooper. So okay. he's he's got a new studio over there. So oh, that's cool. So Pete's still banging around. He's doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool beans, man. Um, when was when did you make this record? Oh, just a it's just released in May. So um, started right before the holidays. Yeah. And um, finished it about February March. So yeah, just a few months ago. So yeah, it's yeah, it's brand it's brand spanking new. It's got that Pink new Man, song I'm, smells. Yeah, I say yeah. It's, it's real. It's very new. Well, it sounds like the process from what we've talked about so far. The process of it was pretty smooth. Um, oh yeah. It, you know, because you, there are those difficult sessions that you may have been involved in where it's like, oh god, I wish we could get this. And but but was everything done like? One and two takes is was it that kind of thing because we had yeah. talked about recording live and what that's like no, versus doing all the whole production and and right. overdub and all that stuff. Well, you know what's cool about this is you know Jeff lives here, so yeah. um, and I when he's and I here. travel. Yeah, when he's here. When he's here. And um, so what we did, um, all the songs were pre pre production, of course, but even prior to pre production, I had written everything from the very beginning to the very end. So it was pretty easy going in and just recreating what I'd already what I'd already written. So sure. 
Um, what happened was um, I came in to lay uh, the keys and then the Hammond and um, and then when I did um, some uh, lead vocals at another trip, I went in and did some backups that day and I laid some guitar, the cigar box on some Did you play slide. that? Did, mm -hmm. you, did you play that really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And so, yeah. And so after that, um, I just kind of like did my own thing, was playing festivals, just traveling around myself. And then I would get a call, okay, you know, so-and-so did this or so-and-so did that. And so, so we you, did a lot back and forth. It wasn't all hands-on with you then. Not, no, Jeff was a lot of the production. The hands-on part was the actual writing of the material and making sure that the uh, integrity of the original sound would come out on the album that was my main concern that's a lot of trust that you just put into somebody on your stuff I, yes. that's rare yes well let me tell you jeff though has i mean jeff such... is great nothing against that at all yes. but but for you to just it say it was very hard for me i'm, I'm going to be honest it was hard and hard jeff, for him or you me and probably jeff too because we would talk a lot he's, he's sitting going i don't know what she wants <laughs> <laughs> no, he was so detailed and so great. Well, he is. He's, he's, I'm not kidding. This man is so detailed and so wonderful. He's but almost he anal about me, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he would call me and say, okay, now, what do you think of this? And I was just, you know, I had to be honest. Well, you know, Jeff, it sounds great, but, you know, let's do this or this or this. So we worked together real well. He yeah. listened to every, every request I had. He made sure that he was going to figure out a way to make it happen. Right. So he he was wonderful. So all these other musicians that you, that that uh, were involved in this thing when they came in to overdub their parts, you weren't there. Not a lot of uh, well, well saying, uh, some of them maybe. Yeah, yeah, some of them no. Some of them yes. Like I was there um for the core. Yeah. You know the core music. Yeah, with the rhythm section and all rhythm that stuff. Rhythm section yeah. and then I did my part and Jeff did his part. So yeah, I think maybe I missed two or three people. Okay. That's it. I still, that's a lot of faith for somebody who wrote all this stuff and is going to go, here's what I want, uh -huh. and I've got to go out of town, so yes. you guys make this thing happen and, yes. and shoot me an MP3 and I'll tell you what I think. It was kind of like that, wasn't it? It was that way. And, well, the core was there. It was like just the ear candy was that way, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like we made sure, I made sure it was there for the core. It's like, okay, this is the feel of this song. This is how it needs to go. Yeah. But... For the ear candy, yeah, that was tricky. It was really tricky, but thank goodness I had a great producer. You had a great team. And a, a great team, a great, you know, Nick and Jeff, man, they just... Yeah, if you can you lean just, back on those guys, they're going to carry you. They, you know? they do. If they man. believe in your work, they're, they're, they're going to carry they're you through wonderful, it. yeah. Who mastered it, do you know? Was it was it Larry Nix that did this one? Or, I mean, now, see, I wasn't there. I know he's a great... Because that well that was that's what I was going to bring up because mastering, mastering was, was like oh that was Brad Blackwood over at Euphonics they're here in town, uh, Brad Blackwood mastered it so because a lot of times mastering um, and that's a that's a whole different science it's there's a it's it's a weird world because these guys do some really incredible I don't incredible understand it but I know I don't it, it's like the the magic dust once it's done it's like they've sprinkled something on it <laughs> you know you send out these and it, it's just the track there's not you're not getting the whole. 21 tracks it's the mix down uh -huh, the final right. mix down and exactly. then they then they do something with it and it's like what did you do i know and it's when you watch them work they're just like they make barely twist a knob or two and then and then out comes this 
Whoa, what the hell happened? I it's, know. Fa it's fascinating. I have never understood exactly what they did, but I always just so appreciate the final product when they're done. It's I always just call it magic dust. It's like well, it's it's dust. it's important magic <laughs> dust, that's for sure. It know? was so important. So that which leads me to this. So when 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 it was done and you heard the final, yes, and you sat down. Did you, did you just sit down and put some headphones on, or put, play it through a system, or did you just sit down and just kind of relish in it for a minute, or were you being critical, or just let it wash over you? What did you do? Well, on a personal note, um, I was going to go to the mixing in Atlanta. Yeah. So I'm going to back up to that. And I was there for a few hours, and I have... Which is grueling. Mixing is grueling. Oh, it is. But I, I wanted to be there, you know? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I wanted to be there. And then I had this call um, that I had some terrible news. I, I have a little boy, and he decided for the first time in his life he was going to climb on an ATV and go four-wheeling. And so I had a call that he was headed to the ER, so I had to leave Mixon, you know, and I went to the ER, and um, he's he's okay. I mean, it could have been way worse, but he had sure. to go through hours of surgery. Sure. And so, you know, once again, Jeff, being Jeff, such a cool dude, he would he would shoot Mixing to me, and I would take my son has these great headphones because he's into gaming you know sure so i had his gaming headphones they're on. great yeah I, aren't they awesome yeah they're like 500 dollars <laughs> a pair like, but by dude, god they're worth it i was it. like i didn't know what i was buying but yay <laughs> yay it worked yeah. out yeah so i listened to the mixing and i couldn't really you know when you're in the hospital your mind is somewhere else i couldn't really get totally deep into it right but i was like okay you know this, you know, I made some notes and I sent them back and was just hoping for the best. And of course, Jeff just, you know, did his magic. And so it went off to mixing, I mean, uh, mastering. And he would text me, hey, it's in mastering. And then it came back. And so when I grabbed it, I was like, well, let's see what happened. And when I popped it in, I was like, I was pleased. I was very pleased. Um, I was a little shocked at how um, upfront. I mean, the vocals, they, you know, we wanted them up front, but it was like right there. It's like a, <laughs> it like, it's like a laser. <laughs> but it was good. You I know, feel like my soul is being bared for everybody. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden you're naked on this record. Exactly. And it's, it's a weird, it's a weird feeling. It's a I weird feeling. Yeah. But I was so happy and proud. And I'm so proud of this CD and this. Uh, well, it's a fantastic album. record. I've 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 heard it, it and I've I've sat and and uh, and and played it and I do it like what most people do is I just kind of pull a track out of random, you know. Yeah. And and listen to them all and and, and really enjoy it. It's a fantastic record. Thank you, you you did really really good with this thing. Thank you so um, much. Which leads me to you playing one live. Okay. I don't know if you want to play something off of this or you want to you want to play something else. It's up to you. This is your time. Well, let's play one off of that. Let's do the, um, you want to do the Brandon Santini take on it? Uh, Break These Chains. He's he's the guest on there. and um, Or or Devil in DeVille where I do the cigar box might be cool. Yeah, let's do Devil in DeVille. You'll enjoy this. I tell you DeVille, what I, Louisiana, man. I tell you what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to play Break These Chains and out of the, the break, yeah. we'll play... Um, 
the uh, devil in the devil. Oh, awesome! How would that work? Would that's, that be okay? Man, that's awesome. That way we can we can just do all this at one time here and have a couple of tracks with you and and we'll get to the news and all that other stuff and and we'll come back and we'll do some live stuff. How about that? Cool. Is that all right? Sounds great. Tully Bray is in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. Her brand new record is Revelation. It is it's out. It's available where sold. Is it? Oh yeah, it's out. It's it's selling, and we're so happy and proud so yes it's out you can do cd baby or you can go on the website or itunes or the website what's the website oh yeah it's tullybray.com t-u-l-l-i-e-b-r-a-e.com yes or cd baby or itunes or yeah or wherever 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 amazon yeah. yeah Yeah, you gotta you gotta sometimes spell it. Our listeners are smart, but they ain't that smart, you know. Oh, they're smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so break these chains uh, before I play it. Tell me about it. Brandon Santini just wailed on it. Well, uh, it's a song that I wrote. Um, what's it about? It's about a relationship with the woman's finally going. You know what? I'm gonna just break this terrible life that I'm in. Break away. Break well, the chains. Now we know what's Breaking going on. It. <laughs> and then she's gonna find herself again. So because as a writer, about. we'll we'll talk more about this. But as a writer, you 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 pull from those personal experiences. Oh yeah, you? man. I, I hear I you. Pull, I, I pull from all of it. I hear you. We'll get to more of that. So, <laughs> couple of tunes here on the way. Uh, we'll play "Break These Chains." I got the news, and uh, we'll we'll play a, a commercial breaking out of that. It's uh, Devil and Deville, and we'll talk about that, and we'll play some more. How about that? Cool. Is that Sounds good? Great. Those of you that are tuned in on Facebook Live, you can find us at radio-memphis.com to catch all the fun because you won't hear these songs on that. That feed. That's, that's the way. Different. It's a little different. It's it's just a whole deal, a whole deal, whole deal. So there you go. Here is break these chains. So here you go. Right here, Memphis. Thank you. 
in the mornings with Rick Cheddar. Weekday mornings at 9 central on Radio Memphis.
Bray and uh, a few musicians we learned about on this on this on this on that tune that Devil in Deville there from her brand new record Revelation Sturgis Nikitas you got Sturgis yeah he rocked it didn't he <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Oh, he smokes he's he's something smokes. else man yeah. and you, that was one of the one of the sessions that you missed yeah. was was Sturgis yeah he's yeah. fun oh yeah he's I, a I, great player I, I've seen him out but. Yeah. You know, not in a studio setting. So, but it oh, was. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you catched the Low Society gig? Yeah, yeah, that's where I heard him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Him and Mandy just yes. tearing it up. Mm-hmm. Man, there's something. Um, yeah, yeah. It's been a while, but I heard them and I remembered him. I was like, he's a, he's <laughs> you a can't great forget slide. Sturgis, man. Yeah. He's something. He's a, he's a he's a sweet guy and a very talented guitar player. Oh, he's one of the best slide guys I've is. ever seen. He's great. And watching him do it, he makes it look so effortless. Yeah, he does. And I, I like that little edge he puts to it. And Mandy, of course, uh, there's a lot of sound coming out of that little girl. No doubt. I don't know, you know, we no bring doubt. we bring her down here. I just turn the mics off and everybody can hear her. You know? <laughs> she can sing out in the parking lot and everything's great. Um, they play they play Europe quite a bit. Yeah. What about you? Have you thought about that? I have, and I'm ready to go. Yeah. What's stopping ready you? Ready to go. Well, nothing at this point. I'm just waiting on the right deal to come forth sure. before I go. Sure. Yeah. It's a lot of work to make those gigs happen. Yeah. You know, because yeah, when you're there, you've got behind the scenes work too. Yeah. You spend a lot of money to get there, and then you have the whole logistics of being there, and then finding a place to play. And right. but I tell you what helps is you say, "Hi, I'm Tully. I'm from Memphis," and they go, "Oh, the stage is yours." <laughs> there you go. That does happen. Oh, I'll be darn. I've seen that happen with rock bands. They wow. they go they, they go ape over Memphis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 They really really do. And that's no joke. Um, yeah. you know, Nashville Nashville for what it is. I mean, yeah, to a certain extent, but Memphis mm-hmm. for some reason the Europeans just love what comes out of this town. Well, they should. It's it's amazing here, you know. It's great talent. And well, and it's not birth, just it's Memphis. It's the birthplace, man. It's a lot of people like to think of Memphis as being North Mississippi, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is fine by me, really. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. North Mississippi is wonderful. I mean, yeah. You know, because yeah, I know you spent time down there. Yeah. Oh, I love Mississippi. Yeah, my mom's here. Hey, mom. Hey, mom. How hey, you mom. doing? She, is she tuned in? She probably is. She ought to yeah. be. If she's not, then she's, what kind, of, what kind of mother are you? You don't love your daughter? <laughs> uh, knowing Mama Mid, she is all over it. Are you kidding? She's all over it. She's all over it. All over it, it like a cheap all suit. All over it with, with all of her friends gathered around. Good. Mama. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Devil and Deville, we just heard this tune. What's the story behind that song? Wow. Um, you got well, some dark themes in that. Yeah, it is. Um, you know... Uh, being you saw PK, the devil? Being PK, yeah. No. I actually did, yeah. BK? Yeah, the PK. Oh, P- oh yeah, yes. PK. Yeah, PK. Um, you know, and DeVille is a, is a little, well, it's a smaller town in Louisiana. It's a burg. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, <laughs> you, know yes. you know where it's yeah, at. It's a hamlet, I know where it's at, yeah. And uh, we used to have these fellowship meetings, and we'd pile up on a bus and go to another church and that believed the same way. And... Um, <laughs> It's, you know, I normally don't talk about this because it spooks people, but we were in church and... and <laughs> That's precisely why we're getting into this. 
You people at home are getting spooked. <laughs> yeah, get ready to get spooked. So what happened? Well, there was a lady in um in church, and she was in the back, and so she went up to the front for prayer. Mm-hmm. And um, as you do, yeah. And the next thing I knew, um, this lady had the gruffest, meanest deepest death metal voice you can imagine just come out of her oh god i gotta bring her down to the studio oh no you don't want her and (laughs) and her eyes were rolled back and she was just like an animal you know and as a little kid it just scared the heck out of me you know and so um my dad and other preachers went up there and they said this this lady is possessed and all of you pray in the church and so we all kind of gathered in the back and just prayed <laughs> get as far back as you can <laughs> I, was, I was way in the back yeah get away from me yeah you, you see movies about yes. it you don't really think it happened i saw i saw the blatty film i know it, okay yeah, it the exorcist, really happened yeah. the it pea really soup happened. and everything was it was it one of those it was yeah it was actually Did, really was it, she was she, she barfing up the pea she soup she was she was very, very ill. Yeah, it was bad. Wow. Okay, Jamie's over there laughing. Um, yeah, Your mother's so socks bad. in hell. It scared, it scared me. And so, you know. Well, yeah, it would <laughs> scare anybody, for God's sake. Yeah. But, you know, they prayed until she. Got better? She got, yeah. She came to and she was like. Where am I? So meek. Exactly. She said, what happened? What? Where am I? Yeah. It was just the sweetest voice, and um, I, you know, as an adult, you know, you start to question things. You know, well, you, you just how old were you when things. this happened? Oh, I was little, probably twelve. I was a little girl. It was enough to stick into your head oh, clearly because goodness. you wrote a song about it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so the last verse on that is, "If I ever doubt if hell is real, I'll never doubt if hell is real because I saw the devil. And yeah, it's it was on down two... in Deville, you know. Yeah, and so yeah." Yeah, hell is on 240. It goes around the city. No. No. About, about 515. It's hell. Well, that, no, that's that's remarkable because, you know, as we talked about earlier, you write from your experiences. Yeah. And blues artists tend to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, rock and roll is always this kind of this weird fantasy world. Country is kind of weird and fantasy, dreamlike. Yeah. But blues is very real. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. something that's to why that. That's blues. You know, you're writing about... About you, about, write about your shit. Yeah, you do, about, you yeah. do. But you also write about others that inspire you too. Like I'll take something <clears throat> that doesn't have a relation to me, but I'm close to it. Yeah. And I've seen it, I've witnessed it, I've been around it, and I'll write about that. Right. Um, but but mainly it's something I've experienced or someone close to me has experienced. I see. So when you write, is it a matter of sitting down with pad and paper and or a pad and pen and, and, and writing out some lyrics, or a turn of a phrase, uh, some lyrics come to you, and then you, you go and dabble at the at the keyboard for a little bit? Or or is it come the other way around sometimes? Is there a, a, a chord change or some sound that you create that goes, yeah, I, I think i got some lyrics that might fit this? I, I do it both ways. I think the, the, the main way that I write uh-huh. is I hear both at the same time, like... So it comes at you then. It comes at me. And then, it's the muse. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it just comes at me. And then I'll sit down and write out the lyrics. I don't forget those. And then I find my keyboard or guitar, and then I start cording it out exactly how I hear it. And But then sometimes, like, if I need something right away, like I've been told, hey, 
we need a song for this or that. Right. And I've had to do the, you know, pen and paper and a, a, a melody to to give what was requested. Sure, but, sure. But my material um, normally comes at me that way, like together. Yeah. 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 So is, is it a long process for you, or does it mm-hmm. happen fairly quickly? Uh, it depends on the song. Now, I've had some songs that... If, normally, if it's a long process, it's something that I kind of put on the back burner and then revisit later. Make it longer. Yeah. <laughs> revisit that later. Well, I'll get to that but, later. Yeah. Oh, but oh. I'll tweak it. Like, I'll get the core of it down. Yeah. And it may take me a while to tweak it. Like, oh, I don't really like that. Or I don't, let me mess around with that. But um, typically, it's um, put it pretty much together. Then once you have it written mm-hmm. and you have it where, you, where you're happy with it and you take it to the band, Mm-hmm. Then they're going to noodle with it a little bit. And they make mm-hmm. a couple of little changes. Probably not a whole lot, right? Yeah, they normally don't. They. But now, is so cool. Because what I'm because what I'm getting at is when you play these shows on stage or out on the road, mm-hmm. they change, don't they? A little bit, like Devil and Deville. They grow, don't they? Or they, they mature a little? That's totally grown into an animal of its own. Um, it's it's all about dynamics with that song because it has that um, that hill country feel to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because you're playing, you're playing cigar box on that tune. That's correct. So even live, like when we're playing, it takes it way down to tell the story, right? To hear the story, and then after the story, we just wail on it for a long time, mm-hmm. and then we go, <laughs> shuts it back down, tells the story a little bit more, and then we, you know, so it's like right. up and down. It's a roller coaster, yeah. It's a roller coaster, but the crowd seems to really. Dig it's an emotional song. thing, really. Yeah, yeah, they just dance. I mean, even in their seat, they're just really, they love that song. Lightning Malcolm Soul told us one night that he said, if you don't get asses moving in the seats by the second song, you're done. <laughs> at a juke joint. If you're at a, if you're at a true North juke Mississippi joint. juke joint, if yeah. you don't get asses moving in the seats by the second song, you're done. And I, I, I think you, I think you, I think you've nailed that with this record because Thank every you. every track in there is is, is a mover. Cool. You got a lot Thanks. going on here. Thanks. And I, I think that was a, a great example of it. Devil cool. and Deville. Devil and Deville, yeah. Let's hope you don't have Deville to encounter Weasel. that again. Yeah. But it's good for songwriting when you do. Yeah, good for songwriting, and it could stay on the movies as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, I noticed <laughs> you didn't give Satan any credit for this record. Uh, no, he gets no credit. <laughs> <laughs> After all, he created it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, uh, moving along. Uh, how about, how about, a, I want to hear you play. How about one to my mom? Hey, mom. Hey, mom. Who may or may not be listening. <laughs> She's listening. She better be. I think she is. Mom, your kid's working just fine. <laughs> She's a good mommy, I tell you. I wrote this for my mom. Then what they ended up doing was um, making this our first single because it, it came out on Mother's Day. So they thought, well. and think about, It's from, from this one? Yeah. And I was asking to put that as like a hidden track on the CD because it's. It's kind of, it's not like anything else on the CD, right? It was 10 tracks. You were going to make an 11th and just yeah, not credit it? Yeah. I was going to just kind of make it a hidden track. Yeah? And What's the song? But instead, it's the Thank You, Mom. And But instead, I put it on the album, made it 10 songs. Oh, you were going to make it nine and then hide that one? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, yeah. Okay. yeah. And you wrote this on Mother's Day, did you? No, I wrote it, and this was the first single that they released on Mother's Day. Oh. Okay. Well, let's hear it then. Don't suck, okay? I'll try not. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Dick. (laughs) 
I tell everybody. Thank you for who you are. You're my wish on a stone. You're the calm when the waves come crashing Cheers the loudest The one who stands the proudest When I fall down Are oh, you there to pick me up again? Thank you, Mom Thank you, friend Songs. You are soft and you are strong. Your love so pure that I felt it right from the start. You mean more than any word. Jim on this earth when I fall down you're there to pick me up again thank you mom thank you friend That's very nice. What a great gift to your mom. That's wonderful. Very sweet. Thank you. <clears throat> she should be very proud of you. I don't care what anybody else says. <laughs> Does she go to all your shows? She can, when, you know, when she's around. When she's around? Yeah. Yeah. yeah she did the King Biscuit thing. Did she really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not she the King came Biscuit up there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, fabulous. Uh, I'm going to pause here. Okay. And we'll be back with more. And we're going to play some more off the record here in a little while. Yes. And we're going to chat some more and have you play live some more. Okie doke. And I'm going to ask you more uncomfortable questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also coming up here in just a bit, uh, Mark Caldwell will join us from the Memphis Blues Society. He's got some news uh, from them. So uh, uh, that's all happening here in just a bit. So uh, so don't run away. Those of you that are tuned into Mark's Facebook live feed like I am as well, you can find more at radio-memphis.com and you can hear all the fun. It's coming up next right here. Stick around.
got a mean little swagger with a heart of gold. She's got a mind as smooth as time or sand, and a body that's built just like the glass that it's in. Watch her move. your move tully bray at radio memphis from the revelation uh, record what are y'all giggling about over there what are you well we're gonna do a well, yeah we, we got yeah. a guitarist here we have it's, a guitarist that joins. so we're gonna do so we've never played together so i'm gonna do something yeah. just a one four five and something fun and boogie woogie oh and... whip out them nashville numbers wally gave me a a, a good uh, crash course in how nashville numbers work so oh. i understand now oh, okay. a little bit yeah you know i can show you it's Five minutes, you'll have the next one. <laughs> and a whole total of five minutes. All to- well, that didn't speak much for the system. Oh no, it sounds like a, a, a wonderful well. system. It makes it work. So yeah, it works. No, that's no, that's 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 wonderful. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, I, I found out that you're he- you're headed back to Nashville tonight. Yeah. So I'm not going to keep you all night. So. It's okay. We'll go to eleven, but we're not keeping you all night. <laughs> you know. That's okay. That's all right. So what do you? It'd what do you guys? A sweet what, little drive back at eleven. <laughs> well, no traffic, you know. Yeah, no traffic. You can just, you know, just lay the hammer down. Is she driving? Yeah. 
<laughs> Thank God Jamie, she said. <laughs> Jamie's amazing, man. Jay, you know, we have, a, we have a little bus. And Jamie will put her hair on her head. She has that long hair. She'll put it up right like pebbles. Uh-huh. Right? uh-huh. And the bus move in her little... Fun is just a <laughs> and but boy, she she commands respect behind that wheel. But yeah, she's yeah. a great. She drives. She's, this woman is amazing. She books. She drives. She manages. It's my BFF. I I don't. Know. I hear you. You gotta have that. I mean, she it's is it, it. this industry is so messed up as it is. It's hard Ugh. to find somebody to trust. You know. That's right. It really is tough. That is and, the truth. And if you've got somebody, you you keep them in your pocket, and mm-hmm. and away you go. And yes. you know, thank God. Yes, wow. I'm so yeah, thankful thing. for Jamie. Jamie Fallon. My BFF. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> It's not official till you write a song about her. Oh, I already did. Oh, you did, did yeah, you? Yeah, watch her move. She that. Oh, that's what that tune we just heard is. Is yes, about her, really? It starts. The first verse is about Jamie. And, and she goes, news to me. <laughs> I wrote a song. I didn't know that. Yeah, I wrote it. I, 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 I called her. I was like, man, Jamie, you just. I, I wrote a song I, I wrote, for you. The first verse is, is you, Jamie. She's like, okay, great. <laughs> Modest, I see. Yeah, then I just incorporated a bunch of other women, but yeah. Well, there you go. She was my yeah. first person. Well, it's no, it's it is important to because it's a team effort, you know, in this totally. business. Totally. It's it's so it's impossible to do it by yourself. Exactly. And you have to find these people that you can trust that aren't going to screw you over somewhere down the way. We've heard those 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 stories are a dime a dozen oh, about how I've many people have gotten yes, ripped I've off. Been there, and, done that. And had you've been, probably been ripped man. off. Oh yeah. my gosh, are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you ever had any of the songs that you've written like picked up by somebody else to say I want to make? It? Have you sold a tune? No, I really, have not. really. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't pitched them. Ah, well, there's I that. I have not pitched them. Um, yeah. I've been asked in Nashville a couple of times. To write for somebody else? Yeah, well, to go into their um, uh, publishing company and write for... I see. Them. And I, I've been, knock on wood, just um, stayed with my publishing company. Good for you. And have all the rights to the music. So I'm just trying to do the Dolly Parton way. Let's hope it works out. Well, and I tell you, and I, and I tell every artist that comes in here to record or to anything that, that, that they do with us, we uh-huh. tell them, um, we'll never own your stuff. We don't, you know, we, 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 there's that percentage part that you do for production and whatnot, and it's and it's small, but that's your stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, a lot of uh, you'd be well. You're not surprised. I'm not surprised yeah. by it, you know, because I'm not surprised by the depravity of certain individuals in this industry. That that you know, mm-hmm. the first thing that happens when you you make a record is that you know somebody's going to stick their hands out and they're they're in your pocket and they say you give me this and I'll make this happen and then there's the payola in the FM world and then yeah. you know blah 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 yeah they say there's not any payola but come on oh oh god <laughs> yeah, let me tell you the can, big mascot right out in front of the station you know? I have I have worked with people in this in in, in the radio industry in FM and seen it happen. Oh wow! It's it's a thing. I know somebody. I'll tell you later. I know somebody who went to prison over it. Oh no! It's a federal crime. Oh. To accept payola. Oh. On FM or AM, not in internet. So okay. I'll send you a bill later. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no! I can't. <laughs> he needs a mascot no, out there. No, there's, there's, no, there's, and and to be fair, we've never accepted money from artists to play on the radio station. We just don't do that. 
Because what happens is you have a band that's really good that doesn't have any money, and they get swept under the rug. And you got a band that sucks, and they've got money. Now your radio station sounds like ass. <laughs> I love making her giggle like that. But that's what happens. Yeah. And it's not fair. You no, know, it's And not. that's why in, what, 1957, 58, when the payola rules came into play, uh-huh. to stop that, it didn't, it didn't do anything. I know a disc jockey that has... think it helped at all? It did. Uh, there were some artists that did get broken because of that. Oh. And I can, oh, I can tell you some stories. But I can't tell them on the air because, right. of, because of that. But, right. but you know... There are so many hungry, talented musicians in this world mm-hmm. and that are great songwriters and crafters of their art that when you're presented in those scenarios, mm-hmm. it's just impossible, you know, yeah. and it would be it would be really ridiculous to even try it. Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm just more I'm more of a fan of the genre of music in general, you know, whether, whatever, whether it's blues or country or rap or rock or whatever it is that I would, I would prefer to see something happen. I would like to see that somebody buy your record someplace Mm -hmm. because I get the benefit of attracting an audience. That's my benefit. Yeah. So that's great. Such as it is enough about that. (laughs) Steve Seligman is here on guitar. What are you guys going to do? Okay. Gonna do um, an you old got this song Nashville number I... thing down over there, Steve. We'll see. On <laughs> the key of G. Me, I'm his firecracker. He's my rosebud match. Yeah, me, I'm his firecracker. He's my rosebud match. Oh, and when we get together. Better step right on back. Me loves Adam more, but not the way I love my baby. Yeah, he loves Adam no, but not the way I love my man. He loves me so much, you need an apple right in front of my hand. Oh, come on, Steve. Thank you. 
little magic happening in the room there. That's all right right there. How about that? <laughs> That's very nice. Uh, it's uh, it's time for our uh, our evening news uh, from our uh, friend Mr. Mark Caldwell from the Memphis Blues Society. We've uh, we've missed you last week. Um, I know you had uh, you had a thing you had to deal with there. And uh, yeah, I heard uh, the good show. It's always time with Delta Projects here. So Delta Project shows up in the studio, and I feel like I have to bring bail money <laughs> <laughs> for myself. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, the, those guys. They're they're incredible. They're so much fun, and it was it, it's 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 what a Delta Project show is. It's yeah, just it, it's it light. Is. It's fun. It's it's great, and it's filled with laughs and stories about Beale Street and. Well, I've even lost. They were probably one of the first, along with Eric or Della Project. They were probably one of the first acts, acts here, weren't they? They were, yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. They are. I mean, they've been on this show like what, maybe a dozen times, I think. Probably so. so. Something probably like that. Probably so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're great guys, and every I swear to God, every time I see those guys, they get better and better and better, and it's been fun to watch them grow as yeah, artists. Yeah, you can you can see it. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, they got a cool thing to tell you about with them too coming up too. Here, so yeah, we played the new record, um, which is available now. It's called Hill Stomping, and uh, we, talked about, we talked about we talked about working with that that ass that was behind the board. <laughs> 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 it, it was it was fun. We had some oh. stories about making the record and, oh, and and the jam and all that stuff. It yeah. was great. Yeah. No, it's great to see uh, watch. I mean, every time I see them, they're getting better. You're right. Oh God, yeah. yeah, and scrap man. Yeah. You need a harp player. You find scrap. He can do it. Yes, he, he can. can. Oh Lord, yes. Oh. Him and his pickles, for yep. God's sake. <laughs> you, need, you need some pickles, go find Scrap, because he'll hook you up. He can grow them, everything. I mean, he... Uh... You know what his biggest worry was when he was down here was that he was afraid that he had put too much nitrogen on his tomatoes. That was his biggest worry. And if I could go through my life worrying about whether I screwed up my tomato crop or not, I, yeah. that, could, that could work, you know. <laughs> I could be a happy man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So what's going on over at the Memphis Blues Society there, Mark? Well, uh, Tully and Jamie, thank you so much. I've been wanting to get get you here, so yeah, we thank you, thank you for coming. You said this show was several years in the making, well, wasn't it? I mean, I met Tully, I think, at the first or second Women in Blues yeah. uh, showcase, and gosh, it was probably three years ago. I think I yeah. asked, man, you need to come onto the show. So, I but it's to. such so great that you have got the new record to bring on here. So, thank you. It's wonderful. Oh, it's a good thing I took a shower today. Yeah. <laughs> Special show. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. <laughs> Thank you so much. So I mean, want to get you Mark. back with the band too. Oh, I would yeah. Love anytime you want to, you want to bring the band. Yeah. We do the we whole need, thing with the band down here, yeah. and it's so big. Awesome. You know, yeah, we need to do that. That would be oh, wonderful. That would be great. Be good. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So what's well, happening? I'm going to go over. This is the uh, Memphis Blue Society gig and event calendar. These are the highlights for the week of July 7th. Yeah. Um, as always, I'll go over our jams. Um, every Sunday, 4.30 to 11, Wild Bill's Juke and Blues Jam. That's over at – that's hosted by the Juke Joint All-Stars. And that's oh, over those Wild guys. Bills. Yeah. Uh, extended hours. He now goes 4.30 to 11, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because it was, it, was, it was, what, 3 to 7, and now it's 4.30 to 11? Yeah, he's going yeah. to 11 now, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, on a Sunday, yeah. So that's a good time. He's competing uh, with this show, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. It's fine. Go there. It's fun. Yeah. It's it, you have to, if you've not been to Wild Bills, uh, you do have to experience. Get beer by the it's, court in there. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they'll they'll feed you. Oh, go hungry, go thirsty. They'll take care of you. Wow. And be ready to some jams because. Cool. I mean, when Wild Bill was alive, Rick. I mean, 
there were people from all over the country coming here to see yeah. all the acts that were coming. That was the Jeep joint in Memphis. Yes. Oh, wow. So, yes. Um, and it, it, it's just the way it was then. And uh, inside, I mean, it's... It's an it's, old-school oh, juke joint, yeah, and it's yeah. in Midtown. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the middle of to, Memphis. You need to check it out. It is it is authentic juke joint, just yeah. just the way yeah. it was yeah. then. So. They would trade you around like prison money in there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I kid. Oh. Uh, yeah, but that's a great show. It's a good time, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and then our other jam, uh, Brad Webman Friends Blues Jam, that's over at... Uh, that's at Rock House Live yeah. over on 5709 Roll Out of the Grange. Uh, Brad, that, he gets that jam cranked up at 7.30 every Thursday night, and that goes to 11 o'clock. Right. Um, and I was telling you about uh, Delta Project. Um, the Memphis Blue Society, um, we are starting a – it's a summer concert series. It's a solo duo series out at Delta, Wine, Delta Blues Winery. I heard a little bit about this. Yeah, and I've got the lineup here right now. Um, this is from on Sundays. It's the um, – it's the second and fourth Sunday of June. I'm sorry, July and then August. Uh-huh. We go through August. Um, I'll give you the lineup here. Um, you said second, su- second, second and fourth Sunday. Second and fourth Sunday is twice a month. Yeah. yeah. So okay. we've got four shows coming up. Uh, Johnny Riley and Jimmy Popesky, they're going to do the first oh, show. Yeah. yeah, they're going to come back. They're going to be uh, here this coming Saturday, July 14th. Yeah. And that's uh, this is 2:30 to 5:30, and it's free. Um, this is family friendly. Uh, bring a lawn chair, you know, picnic basket. Uh, no pets, beer, liquor, or wine. Well, of course not. Yeah. So they have they have wine that you can buy there. Sure. Uh, they have limited snacks, but you can bring food. You know, like a picnic basket. Leave your dog. Yeah. No pets. No pets. Yeah. Um, on Sunday, July twentieth, Kyle Roberts is going to play. So that's going to be good. Uh, Sunday, August 11th, Theo Dasbach, who was here earlier. Yeah, he popped Theo's in and said hello. Yeah, he had to go say hey to Tully over here. Yeah, and then our closer is going to be Qatar James and Scrap. They're oh, going to do a duo. Do, do, do the old-fashioned duo. Yeah, they're going to do a duo. Oh, well, that'll it's, be fun. It's basically an acoustic. You know, it's in the tasting room. Um, so they can't blow the windows out on that deal. Yeah, it's too hot in the middle of the day to have oh, God, musicians yes, out hot. there. Yeah. yeah. So, But it's in the tasting room. So sure. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, so. it sounds like a wonderful time. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, we will keep you posted on that. So, kind of put those on your calendar. Those are all free. So, that's, sure. that's throughout the summer. It's a cool time to, for your Sundays. Yeah. Um, Delta Blues Winery, they are at 6585 Stewart Road. This is out in Lakeland. Um, this is off of Highway 385 between Millington and Arlington. So, oh, see, I mean, it's not too So, far you take the drive. non Connor or Bill Morris, I guess, and, and go out that way. Yeah, that's the best off 385, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, it's a good time. Yeah. Um, now I'll go over uh, our, this is again, this is just the highlights for the schedule coming up. Um, every Wednesday and Thursday, uh, Eric Hughes Band, they're down at Rum Boogie Cafe, 8 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, this is new. They started this last month. Now every, every Friday and Saturday in July, 8 to 12, they are over at uh, King's Palace Cafe. So yeah. uh, you can see Eric Hughes Band four nights a week down on Beale Street. Ran into Eric yesterday. Did you? Okay. Um, uh, he was... <laughs> I was at the stoplight on Union and Marshall there at, at where Sun is. Yeah, yeah. And there was all these tourists. Uh-huh. And and uh, I was rolling up there and I was headed over to the Edge uh um uh, cafe, the Edge Alley. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is a yeah. neat neat little spot. Yeah. And I rolled the window down and I said, "Eric Hughes, ladies and gentlemen." And he stuck his head in my car and he goes, "What the hell are you doing?" 
He was on the. He was doing the backbeat. Was he doing his tour? He was doing yeah, the backbeat, backbeat bus tour. tour. Yeah. Those are cool. Too. And that's a very cool thing to do. Really so is. those those of you outside the area that want to come to Memphis, get on the bus. Get on the backbeat uh, tour bus. Yeah. And chances are Eric is going to play. Yeah, he plays on the on the bus. He's your tour guide, yeah, exactly. and he goes around to different stops and he plays that music. And you learn something, and you stop at Sun, and you get to go do the whole thing. Oh, it's a yeah, blast. Be all smart afterwards, you know? So. He said that about 75% of that bus goes to his gigs after, after well, they've been great. on the bus. He goes, it's a marketing trick for me. <laughs> and they pay me to be on the bus. And I was like, oh, yeah, you, you figured it out, dude. That's what that is. It's wonderful. Yeah, he's, he's there, so cool. You can go so see cool. them four nights a week down Bill. So. Oh, yeah, it's a good standing gig. And, yeah. Man, they, they are great to see. Cooking, and they you'll learn so cool something. See. You will. No matter how drunk you get, you'll remember a lot of stuff. Yes, it really is. is. Cool if you're like Robert Johnson, you need to go see Eric. Oh, you do. Yes. Uh, let me see. Uh, okay, every Saturday in July. That's, yeah. Well, this is regular. Uh, 12.30 to 4.30, Flex Picks down. They are down at B.B. King's Blues Club. Um, I've got a few shows coming up here for this month. Um, at the Dirty Crow Inn on Wednesdays from uh, 7 o'clock is Bike Night with Bobby Slacks and Friends. Neat. Uh, Thursday, 7 o'clock, this is Big Rick and the Troublemakers, Low Down Bourbon Beer and Blues. Uh, Rick just moved here, I think, from Austin. Mm-hmm. So, but this As is a, they do. Yeah, so this is a good show to go see, though. <laughs> Screw Austin. Yeah. But uh, Rick is down there. He's down there every week doing on Thursday, 7 o'clock. Right, right. Uh, Sunday, 6 o'clock, the accessories are down there. Now, it's South Main Sounds. Uh, well, Mark Parcell and, our, and, yeah. uh, and his boys, yeah. Yeah, on fr- uh, Friday, July 12th. This is going to be good. 7 to 9 o'clock, it's Chris and Daphne, Jack Rowe, Bob Horn, and Mark uh, Wickland. Oh, Mark Wickland, yes. So that is going to be good. That is this Friday, yeah. 7 to 9 o'clock at South Main Sounds. Oh, that'll, that'll be fun. Be that's, a good show. that's a free show, too. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, the Vault, uh, Friday, July 12th, Jack Rowe plays down there. Yeah. He plays fr- at 8 o'clock. And then... Uh, Broke Tail Fork, they play Saturday, July 13th at the vault. Now, the rest of the schedule, uh, Wednesday, July 10th, uh, Muddy River Band, they're at Sidecar Cafe. Yeah. And you need to go see that. Muddy River Band, is a, they were here last fall, I think. Right. Um, but that is a great show. It's, a, it's a fun show. Yeah. They are good to see, so go check that out. That's 7 to 11 o'clock this Wednesday, the 10th at Sidecar. Um, Friday, July 12th to Saturday, July 13th, it's the Grassroots Blues Festival down in Duck Hill, Mississippi. Right. Uh, Saturday, July 13th, 8 to 10. Uh, this is Zeke Johnson. Every month, Zeke does a birthday salute to the blues musicians for that month. Uh, this Saturday down at the Southern Southern uh, Folklore Center, uh, he is going to salute the uh, John Hurt, Lennon Jefferson. Oh, that'll be Welton. sweet. Yes. And, you um, had me at John Hurt. Yeah, and he has an opener. Um, let me read this a minute. Way to show prep, Mark. Yeah. Um, Zeke <laughs> starts can't. at 8 o'clock, but yeah. Juke Jones opens. He plays about a 45-minute set. Oh, really? So Juke yeah. Jones, he starts at 7 o'clock. So. Uh, and I think Juke will be opening up the shows for Zeke for a little while. So well, that'll be good. good. That's good. great. I'm glad, that, I'm glad that's happening yeah, for So Zeke. that's down at the Center for Southern Folklore. Yeah. Uh, this Saturday, also, the Kedzu Kings, they play the Slugburger Fest down in Corinth, Mississippi. That's a fun show. Yeah. Go see the Kudzu Kings. Um, Seriously. 
Yeah, and that's hope, a good show. I hope we can get them back here uh, this October, I think, before they do their anniversary show. Yes. Down in Oxford, so that's going to be good. They are fun. Oh, you'll want to come. You'll, you'll want to come here for this. Okay. To, to see I those will. guys. They're fun. Uh, the Kudzu Kings are actually playing in uh, August uh, here at, uh, at the uh, Lafayette's. Uh, Lafayette's, okay. yes. Yeah, Lafayette's, so, yeah. Oh, it's a good, good show. Yeah. It's a good show. And uh, our friend, uh, Brian Paris, um, he is over at the Bartlett Lodge 211, mm-hmm. and they, uh, twice a year, they do an annual barbecue, and this helps, this is a benefit that will help the Memphis Blue Society. Sure. Um, they cook uh, pork butts, and uh, right now, they will cook these on Thursday, August 22nd. I made the same joke in my head. I know, I know, I hear you. She giggled over there. It's some pig ass is what that is. Well, basically, yes. That's what it is. But it's Memphis style. That's, that's exactly. the thing. Uh, yeah. You get your smoked, smoked ass. That's what that it, is. It, it helps the blue society. Yeah, well, that's, that's the most important that's the part. Critical, that's the, best, that's that's the, the critical thing. That's the critical thing. Yes, and you can get your whole Memphis smoked ass, society. and it's a good price, it and help, it goes to benefit exactly. the... Yes. So... Um, <laughs> Those boys yeah. do good work. I, I, they, they do. I thank mean, God this is an eight that. to ten pound piece of meat. So yeah, um, yeah. This, the cost is forty dollars, and that's a steal for now, eight to ten pounds. That's a steal. I mean, this lasts a long time. Yeah, it does. It Unless you have a big ass party. Yeah. 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 Um, again, it's forty dollars, and they will cook these on Thursday, August twenty second through Saturday, August 24th. That's out at Bartlett, where the Bartlett Lodge is at. Yeah. But anyway, if you would like to uh, buy one, um, what you could do is contact Brian Paris via Facebook message. It's Brian, uh, B-R-I-N, middle initial M, Paris. So contact That's Brian. That's in France, Paris, yeah. Yeah. And so contact Brian via Facebook messenger, and he can It'll tell you more you about that. And like I said, it's a good cause, and a percentage goes to the Memphis Blues. So that's great. So, yeah. that's, that's fantastic. Uh, now, some other things just to kind of keep in mind ahead of time. Um, the R.L. Boyce Birthday and Blues Celebration down at Como, uh, Mississippi, is on Sunday. This is the Sunday before Labor Day, Sunday, September 1st. Yeah. And uh, R.L. and Sharina will be here the Sunday before that to help Neat. promote the show. Yes. So that'll be good. Yeah. Yes, yes. So for your calendar, that's 3 to 11 o'clock, 1130 on Sunday, September 1st, down at Como, Mississippi. Um, we are still working on the venue, but on Tuesday, September 17th and Wednesday, September 18th, uh, the Memphis Blues Society, we will have our Battle of the Blues Challenge. That's this right. Yeah, you got booed to September. This will be yeah. our competition to select our, you know, our best solo duo and band to compete in the uh, 2020 IBC. That's so, a hell of a show, kids. It really is so, so much fun. As soon as we have yeah. the venue, you know, as everyone knows, we need volunteers to help out with that. Sure. Um, it, it's a fun time, too. Um, it's, anyway, once we have that nailed down, then we'll be able to start putting out Good. all points bulletin for volunteer help and everything. So. So put that on your calendar. That's Sunday, September 17th, and Wednesday, September 18th. And uh, lastly, um, on Sunday, September 29th, we're going to do our annual. Uh, this is so cool, you know, with the McMinn family and has been mm-hmm. so wonderful to the Memphis Blues Society. Um, but after Don, Papa Don passed away, we created the, our musician fund to help musicians here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the annual benefit that we're going to have for the, to raise money for the Papa Don McMinn Musician Fund will be Sunday, September 29th. From four to eleven o'clock, and that'll be over at Neil's Music Room. Uh, we're gonna have silent auction. Yeah, as everyone knows, we pass on a tip bucket. Um, 
I'm guessing we'll probably have 15 to 20 bands. I'll do 25 oh, yeah. minute sets. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, it's a cool time. That's a festival. Yeah, no, it'll be a mini fest, definitely. Yeah. So we are working on the lineup right now. So kind of put that in your calendar, too. That's going to be a fun time. And that's all, everything, I mean, every penny raised on that night goes to the Papa Dama Papa so Musician Fund yeah. to help our local musicians. So Wonderful. And uh, next Sunday, Cam Kimbrough is here. That's yes. Fun. Yeah, that'll Cam be fun. Kimbrough yeah, be Cam Kimbrough. Yeah. And uh, for the full gig and event calendar, more information about the Blues, Memphis Blue Society and volunteering, visit our website. It's memphisbluesociety.com. And if I uh, join, be a volunteer, be part of the fun. If you like this genre, go help out. Yeah, we and need help. Uh, it's the it's best seat in the house to, to be a volunteer. It's always fun to help. It is. It is. So. It really is. Um, add to that, uh, I believe it's the 16th of July. It's the third Tuesday of the month. Okay. That's the Jack Rowell and the Royal Blues Band oh, yeah. jam over at Lafayette's yeah. that I MC. Yeah. I've got to get have, that. We have so much fun with that. It's a good time. It's a great time. Yeah. Um, that will be good. So bring your axe and go plug in and have you some fun. Yeah, you can't. Stephen beat that. did it. Yeah, he's, no, you can't beat that. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's fun. Oh, to get to play with those guys, <laughs> please. Yeah. Leo. Leo. Yeah. You you want you want to know what it's like to play with Leo Goff? Go to that jam. <laughs> exactly. It's a Tuesday. It's the third it's the Tuesday. Third Tuesday of the month. Third yeah, Tuesday of every month at Lafayette's. It's a free show. It'll be next. Not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. Starts at. Evan, I think. I'm usually there seven. about six thirty. Yeah, seven to I think eleven. Yeah, so, you got so. the official MC duties, right? I get the official MC duties, so that's cool. I don't have to do the heavy lifting. I just get to show up and tell dirty jokes and move along. You can't beat that, Rick. Sure, that's way you to go. You can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a fun time. Mark, I, thank you so very thank much. Thank you as always, Rick. Thank you so yeah. much. For, and thank you, Tully, uh, thank uh, you. for being here. Memphis Metal Mondays with Dirty D Monday nights at nine central on Radio Memphis. I need to go down to Seven Bridges I go down the Bayou Road I need to go down to Seven Bridges and find the water that washed my soul my soul with you I wanna walk into the water like I did many years ago and I can still hear the choir singing there's power in the blood oh so take me down to seven bridges I need to get back to the bayou road I wanna go down to seven bridges and find the I need an old-time revival to wash my dirty soul. I want to shout hallelujah when my 
my soul turns white as snow And I can still see the preacher standing With his arms held open wide Say, come into this water And let your soul get sanctified Oh, so take me down to seven bridges I need to go down the bayou road I wanna go down to seven bridges and find I need to go down to Seven Bridges, go down the Bayou Road. I wanna go down to Seven Bridges and find the water that washed my soul. I wanna go down to Seven Bridges, go down the Bayou Road. I wanna go down to Seven Bridges and find the water. Tully Bray at Radio Memphis, Seven Bridges, singing from the soles of your shoes right there, honey. (laughs) (laughs) You were getting down into it there, nice and deep. Did you hear those hand claps? Oh, yeah, that was Mick, yes, (laughs) him and his mitts. (laughs) (laughs) When you get into the vocal booth and 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 you're laying this stuff down, I know as an artist you feed off the audience, but how do you do it in a studio? I just have to really get into the moment of what I'm singing. Yeah. Just put myself there, what I'm singing about. Yeah. You know, I just try to feel that emotion. Is it harder is it harder in a studio than it is on stage? It is. Yeah. I, I just feel more comfortable. Yeah. Like you said, you get that energy and the love. You feel that when you're on stage. So it's so easy to to feel and give back. It's just that that wonderful love feeling, you know. Yeah, because in a studio, you're you're missing all of that. It's you just are. almost a sterile environment. It is. In in, in those respects, mm-hmm. so yeah. you just have to really, or I do, I have to just really get into what I'm. I have to put myself exactly every word of what I'm feeling for that particular song. I uh, I, I had a fantastic moment working briefly with Sturgis um, at, at American on 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 one of their records. And I watched him go through the process of laying down a guitar solo. Mm-hmm. And he laid down this one blistering track. I mean, it was just incredible. And he came in and he was listening to it. And he says, he, he looked at me and he goes, I got to dial this back because I got to save something for the stage. So the record is going to be this, but what I do on stage is going to be that. Which is an interesting way to look at it. It is interesting. You know, that yeah. you wanna you wanna you wanna pull something back away from the record, give them what they want, but right. don't give it all away. Right. Because for the for the ticket buyer, for the concert goer, mm-hmm. they they wanna see you just set your ass on fire and go nuts. Mm-hmm. Which is what he does. Oh yeah. You know. I saw him one time and just Oh, he's incredible. I was wild. Yeah, I was wild at his playing. Yeah. That whole band is that he has built around that you know that sound of Mandy mm-hmm. is just incredible. It really is. And do do you find yourself wanting to dial back a little bit in the studio to kind of reserve some, or you just let it all hang out? Well, I I try not to dial it back, but it's just I don't know. It's just it's different in the studio because you are 
there to do that project and you just don't feel that energy. So I tend to notice on stage I am a step, well, probably a hundred steps <laughs> in a different more direction. To the, yeah, yeah, energy of it than yeah. I am on the album. Do you find yourself um, making more mistakes in a production studio than you do on stage? Because that does happen. You know, because you, there's that thing in the back of your head going, well, I can screw this up and redo it. Yeah. Well, it's that red, you know, what do they call it? Red light fever or green yeah. light fever. Yeah. That's a real thing. I yes, mean, it is. As a DJ, I can't even imagine. I know that on airline <laughs> blinking, it's like. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's nothing polished or anything about this nonsense. I mean, we just we just go out there and just go with it. Well, that's Warts and all. Part. But that's, that's what's fun. Exactly. And it's fun not just for me. For or, the listeners. But for the listeners, because they get to hear so They get to hear the realness. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's that human element that is yeah. so easily sterilized by corporate radio and that's right. you know and that does happen yep. but when you're in a recording studio and you're making a record it's that's that's the permanent record it's yeah. it's like Moses coming down with the with the stones you know with the tablets that's here it is yeah. and it's it's going to be there forever mm-hmm. these are your children and you're turning them loose exactly it's like you're you're birthing a child it is it yeah. is and then you're grooming it and growing it and then it's release date and it's out there it's like you have to let it go and it's, and you're stuck with it you are stuck with it you're exactly right <laughs> I, I i will i'll have an artist that will come in here sp- specifically newer artists that have like may have made this is their first record and i'll say um I'll, okay which which is your single which which is the hit what's the hit and they'll go well all of them and then then they'll go <laughs> then they'll think and they'll say don't play track seven. Oh, don't play. Yeah, don't play track seven or <laughs> track five is kind of lame because Chad fucked up on the bass. You know, that kind of thing. But, and it's like, you, you said, fellas, <laughs> you were there in a, you know, you had a, you had a blob of clay and you could make whatever you want. Exactly. You know, and you can go back and screw it up and, 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 and fix it. That's right. It's like you can listen to it. Mm, that's not working. Just right. completely, yeah. you know, deconstruct and reconstruct. Well, and I tell and something else. I tell them, and and I know that you probably do this. Is that when you get a record, you you get these mixes before you even go to press with it. Yeah. Take it and listen it, listen to it on every device you can think of. Put it on your phone. Put the earbuds in. Put it on the phone and not put the earbuds in. Run it through a Bluetooth speaker. Run it through your car. Yes. Run it through some really crappy speakers. Yes. You know, I, I've been in studios where you would have, in the back of the in the back of the control room, a, a, a piece of lumber, and there would be car speakers built into it, and you could dial in a pair of traditional Pioneers or Technique speakers and, and hear what what's happening. How is the consumer going to hear this? Are they going to hear that tambourine? Are they going to hear that? harp the way it's supposed to be played that kind of stuff does happen you can go nuts you can drive yourself mental trying to figure out where all those all that sonic magic is supposed to be yeah and you don't want to do that right you know for the most part engineers today are going to hear it the way it's going to sound on most devices you know Wow, that's just a an entirely new. It's different a whole different. Animal. Yeah, you can I go mean, nuts. That is a, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a true engineer 
to hear it that's, how that's everything what they is do and yeah. it's it's so crazy because you look that right there is an art in itself. I mean, A, yeah. all the buttons. I mean, come on. No. It's like, <laughs> I mean, who knows what all those buttons do? They're there to sell the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. Uh, they all serve a purpose. But, you know, you, you, you want to put out a good generic enough product that's going to represent you. And that's yeah. that's the key. Yeah. Representation. That's the hard part. That is the hard part. Yeah. It's very difficult to pull that off. Yeah. Because you you want to be indicative of what Eagles come to mind. I cannot stand that band, and and the reason being is well, ugh, you know, fifteen years, fourteen years of classic rock in Memphis. We play the Eagles constantly. I got okay, sick of it, you okay. know. But when you go to an Eagles concert, have you ever done that? No. You ever seen the Eagles live? Mm-mm. Save your money. Oh, okay. <laughs> and listen to the record because what happens on stage is I. Identical to the note of what those records were. And that was a Don Henley thing. Really? Yeah. They might as well have just put on the record and, and done their thing. Maybe they did. But when you... <laughs> I sat there listening. I was not far from the monitors. I'm going, I'm hearing some hiss that's not supposed to be there. You know, that, that kind of thing. But but there's that there's that part to the, to the, the production of a show... How close do you want it to be to that record? You don't. You don't. You want. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. It's like you want to put that extra energy because you're going to feel that. And I'm a I'm a huge believer in allowing and encouraging. I hate to use allowing, but encouraging the musicians that I share the stage with Mm -hmm. to take it. And just run with it. Go when it's their turn. You just until you quit feeling it, you just take it. Sure. And I think that you know you can't do that in the studio. So that leave it all on the stage alone, and yeah. be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's Every just, show should be different. Oh, I totally agree. You know, I mean, I try to keep the same set list, but I'm. I mean, I am the world's worst at going. No, this venue, I think. Needs this or that or this or that. You know, I kind of look at venues. And well, do you, God love my band. They're like, really? Come so on, can't you keep the same set list? <laughs> two or three songs into a, a, a show, uh-huh. you you want to make a change in the set list because the audience is not reacting the way you would have expected them to? You know, I don't Because that, that happens. Yeah, I don't do that, though. I, now, Where you turn around club, and go, no, we're going to this one. You know, <laughs> I've done that in a club. Um, like a club setting, I, I get more of that vibe. But at a festival, I try to... Oh, festival is just, you know, it's, yeah. it's ABC and you throw yeah. it out there. Yeah. But I try to really put myself in the seat of that festival and think, okay... Yeah, you sit there and go, thank God I'm not out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, out there with the ditress of humanity. <laughs> Being peed on and barfed on and, you know... Um, because yeah, well. <laughs> you can walk away from that keyboard and go back to that bus yeah, and everything is great. True. <laughs> <This> is true. <laughs> There's perks to being on that stage, honey, and we know that. Yeah. <laughs> but I do try to put myself in their position and and think about... Because you've been to festivals as a fan. Yeah. You know what it's like. And I like, just yeah. want them to feel whatever I'm trying to give them. I want them to reciprocate, you know, and just have that give and take love up there. Well, let's it, let's let's break it down seriously. You want to give them their money's worth. This is true. This is very true. Yeah. 
I want to make sure that whether it's a $5 cover or a $20 it ticket. It doesn't matter. Know. It's just, you know, you want to make sure they walk away happy, too, you know. Well, yeah, because but, you want them to buy the record. Mm-hmm. Isn't that really what it's true. all about? Well, I would say it's 90% that because you got to make a living. But I truly, and I know you're not going to believe this, I don't think hardly anybody would, but I truly love to see people happy. It makes me happy. Well, yeah. Well, that's, no, that's, like, that's, no, that's correct. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah, there, there was I a time. I love it when they leave happy. It's well, like, sure. You know. in, the, in the 70s, artists, artists would make a record, and mm-hmm. they would get it out there. And they would go on tour to support it, but they were out there selling that record. That's what it was about. Oh, of course, yeah. Nowadays, it's a little different. It's kind of almost backwards. They're they're buying the, the, the songs. They're listing on Spotify or streaming or this or yeah. whatever they're doing. Singles a lot of times. Singles a lot of times. Because an album, I mean, what was the last 100,000 seller? I know. Think about right. it. You know? What was the last million, million seller? It, it just doesn't happen anymore. You're right. And people are they they're they're picking and choosing off of records. A lot of artists are going away from those twelve, fourteen song records, you know, those albums, and they're they're going down to EPs, mm-hmm. and they're doing things like they're releasing singles every couple of weeks, and then they repackage it and sell the whole thing and add a tune. Oh, so they sell it twice. Interesting. Because they got to make their money somehow. Yeah. You know, but it goes. But a lot of it goes down to tickets and and. And T-shirts, really, you know, merch. Merch, merch is important. Merch is important. Oh yeah. Or you play in a club. If you say you're a, a BMI artist, mm-hmm. you go to the BMI website, you put up your playlist, and you play it in a club that's a BMI paid deal. You get paid again. That's right. You know, you got to do that. And a lot of artists go, oh, "What do you think of that?" Well, think. <laughs> <laughs> that five dollar cover doesn't cover shit. You know, it really doesn't. You know. You try to get it every angle possible. Yeah. Sure. That tip bucket only goes so far. Yeah. You know, and yeah. ultimately you want to get to the point where you don't need that, but yeah. that's 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 part of it, and it's yeah. tough. I get it. Yeah, oh well, yeah. You know, it's festivals you don't work. put a tip bucket up, but no. <laughs> <laughs> you can try. I do have a cool tip jar. I just never get to use it, but one day I will. Um, <laughs> We've heard stories it, about it, it. It has lights and everything. It's really see, cool. that's just it's it. Twinkly. There, there's a magic to the tip bucket, and there are guys that will buy the LED lights and the battery and the little controller uh-huh. thing, and it does all sorts of weird. Stuff. It goes I'm nuts, gonna, yeah. and they pass that around like the plate at church, man. And they go, <laughs> they do. And there are people that are like, well, hell, I'm gonna throw ten in that because that's the coolest goddamn tip bucket I've ever seen. <laughs> they go crazy for that because it's it's part of the fun. Yeah. Um, Brandon Santini does a thing. Next time you talk to him, ask him about his song he sings for his tip bucket. Okay. He does a whole. It's 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 all. It's, it's like, about the tip bucket. It's about the tip bucket, and somebody grabs it and runs it through the room wow. like at a church. That's cool. And he sings a song about it. That is cool. And in that two or three, four minutes, he gets, you know, another 50 bucks. There you go. It's amazing how that works because people have to be prompted for that. People, audiences are stupid. <laughs> yes, I said it out loud. <laughs> they really are. Except the listening audience here. No, they're pretty dumb too. No! But, <laughs> no, I kid. When, they, when, when people go to a show, there's so many distractions. There's the people they're sitting with. There's the bar. There's the food. There's somebody another down the way that they're is dancing in the aisles and doing something. They're showing their ass. Whatever they're doing. Yeah. And it it's takes a lot away going it, on. It takes away from the stage. So you mm-hmm. have to find a way to reel all that back in. That's why playing clubs are so hard. Yeah. Festivals is easy. 
Yeah. You're just sheep I'm that blessed. have just been herded right to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for the music. <laughs> you know, I played a club once. It's probably one of my best memories ever, though. And it's down in Clarksdale, mm -hmm. Mississippi. And Do you want to name it or not? Yeah, can I? Yeah. It's Reds. It's Reds, like Reds, yeah. Yeah, Reds is, Reds is a hell of a place. the best time. Reds is awesome. I had the best time, and I was told, okay, here, here, you know, you can play it. It was like spur of the moment. I was there doing uh, that festival. Uh, I think it was Juke Joint at that time. Juke Joint Fest, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it was It was a really intimate type of festival. Yeah. And they said, look, there's Juke Joints everywhere. It was my first year there. I was like, well, let's check it out. Went there, and they said, well, you can play if you want, but let me just tell you, it was one of the contacts. If you go in there and you're playing, mm -hmm. if the owner doesn't like you, <laughs> he will come up and tell you in the middle of a song. Was it Morgan Freeman? No, it was Red himself. It was Red himself, and he came up on stage and said, you suck? No, no, he didn't, thank goodness. What happened was, <laughs> they said, you could come here and play and sing. Well, while we're playing, it's like the second song in, I saw him come from around the bar, headed up toward the stage, and I'm thinking, oh, no. Oh, you here's know, the hook. Oh, I'm no. done. Am I not playing something he doesn't like, or I don't know? And it wasn't anything. He just circled around and went back out. I was like, yes. Yes. Okay, I made that test. He does then, that just to screw with artists. You know, he I, probably does. He's just like, I'm going to scare the piss out of this little girl over here. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. But you know, the, the coolest thing was a lady <laughs> that attends Reds a lot. You could tell she is very a regular. with yeah. Reds. She's a regular. She grabbed a bucket. And she did that, and that place She was worked the room, yeah. She worked that entire room and brought that bucket and put it up there to us. And I was like, now, wow. Did you cut her in on the deal, though? Wow, of course. Good. Yes. Good. I mean, she, if Just like without doing her, a good... I wouldn't have had a, you know, the tip. It's like what they do in a Catholic church, you know. They cut the 10%, <laughs> you know. I kid. Uh, but yeah, but that, was, no, that's good that, that that somebody does that. Oh, a total stranger. Because they look out for you like that. They look out for you, and and she was amazing, you know. And I, I was playing it. I had a little, I have a little drum that I play sometimes. You mm -hmm, know, and she was hitting the drum with her stage. She had a great time. We had a great time. That was probably one of my best Clarksdale memories ever. Is playing Reds. And. These small minor league baseball parks, not like AAA, but like single A. Yeah. When a kid hits a home run, uh -huh. there's like a mother or somebody who's a fan, and she walks around the stadium with a hat, and people put dollars because they don't get paid squad to play really? the game, and that's it's it's a home run tip. It's sort of the same thing. I did not know that. Yeah, that's a that's a thing, and in really really small towns that have single A and double A ball. You know. And then what do they do? They divide it among the whole team? No, they give it to the kid that hit the home run. <laughs> oh, so the kid that hit the home run gets yeah, the yeah, money. Yeah, he gets the money. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So they're learning home runs. They're just like, yeah, swing, <laughs> swing for the fences, big boy. That's what that's about. Pass the hat. Pass mama. the hat. And that's what that's where that kind of comes from. Yeah. I'll be darned. Yeah. And it's something that, that was taken out of the clubs because somebody would... Somebody with the band would, would would take the tip bucket around and say, you know, the Blue Society does that at their jams. They'll, 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 run, they'll run the bucket around the room and say, hey, you know, you know, because that if it's amazing. sitting at the foot of the stage, a lot of people get they get stage fright walking up up there. Yeah. 
you know, walking up close to the band because they think they're going to be made fun of or they're going to be ridiculed. They don't want to even be acknowledged. They want That's to, a good point. They want to because deliver. Because they are actually up by the band. Yeah. In front of everybody. Sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. So it's it's good to have somebody <laughs> to grab the bucket and... Oh, Jamie. I just, I just, I just threw her right into the fire, to grab the bucket and work the room. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, ten percent. A new hat. Ten percent. You could probably negotiate for fifteen, but I won't tell her. <laughs> but that's, but that's part of it. I mean, because, as you know, venues are not always the honest places. You've how many times have you, blues artists have been screwed over time and again? And the and the stories you've heard too. They're Even, true. They're yeah. true, yeah. And it's happened There's, to you, I'm sure. Oh well, yeah. Well, okay. we agreed to this. Yeah, and yeah. It's not right. Yeah. It's not right. That whole scene in the Blues Brothers when they're playing at Bob's Country Bunker and they're signing off on the pay, on the uh, the traveler's check in the car. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> Because that's so, you boys drank a lot of beer, uh, you know, you owe us. Like, but that happens. That's that's a that's a real thing. Oh, well, yeah. Not to that that level. They exaggerated, of course. But yeah, you 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 go into clubs and you're thinking, hey, this is gonna be a nice four hundred dollar night, mm-hmm. and they give you one hundred fifty bucks, and you're like, well, where's the rest of it? That has happened to me one time, and. And I'm sure Jamie over there remembers that we're not going to say any names. But boy, I left there going, "What the what? What the okay. what? <laughs> now I got to pay no, the you band? Can say it, yeah. What? <sighs> well, guys, uh, I got thirty bucks. <laughs> Everybody's getting a dollar fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you do in those situations? What do you, how do you I, handle I it? I always pay my band regardless. Um, Even out of your own pocket. I will. I'm not going to have them. If you want to have a band. Yeah, I mean, you know what I said once? It's happened twice, actually. It happened at a festival um, that was rained out. And the, you know. So it was a rain or shine deal? Well, yeah. But, you know. Well, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's what I signed uh, and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, we were the rain. And uh, the insurance was supposed to kick it back, and apparently he skipped town, but. Of course, he pocketed um, the insurance yeah, money and said, you know, yeah, but screw I still, you, I'm you of course, paid the band. I, I just can't, you know, I can't. Well, yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to. Because you're bringing guys. people along for the of ride. Of course. They're my family. Well, They're my road family. And, on, and on, a, on a good side of that, when you have a great night and you get more than, than, your, than your contract, because you get the guarantee plus, you know, the tips, then, you know, you're spreading it around, making it rain, mm-hmm. as you will. Yeah. I always just make sure my band is. So who's in the road band? Who are, who, are, who? I want you to I want you to name some names. Who's who? Who are these? Who are these these folks oh, in your band? Oh, you're gonna love them. Todd Newland, he's the drummer. Yeah. He's just the guy. It's it's just so amazing because I may forget a tempo. He never forgets a tempo. Now watch, and I'm gonna say this now. Knock on wood, and he's gonna forget. <laughs> he's tempos. gonna go. Was well, this at '96 or '83? <laughs> jinx it! Yeah, yeah. But he can kick off. He remembers tempos, and it's just—he's amazing. So he's right on the money. He's right the on human the human click right track. in the pocket. Yeah. And then um, uh, Julian <laughs> Burrell—he's mm-hmm. our newest um, addition to the band. So he, what does Julian play? He is a bass player. Yeah. 
Well, it's important to have that. Oh, my gosh. And it's important that they mesh well with the drummer, of course. Well, of course, because if they don't like each other, you're... Yeah, thank you. (laughs) You're up there going, what the hell? So it's important that... What are you animals doing back there? (laughs) That's right. It goes, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he and Todd just are right in the pocket. So Julie and Todd are pocket players. They're pocket players. So they're Memphians, right? And they are in the pocket. (laughs) Pocket players, Memphis. All right, don't forget that, honey. I don't care what other town you go to, but pocket players are Memphis. Memphis. That's a Memphis thing. Go ahead. Um, Then we have... um, God, why am I drawing a blank? He's been with me forever. Robert Edwards, thank you. Yeah. Um, Robert is uh, a great guitarist. He is he your lead guy? Is he your rhythm guy? guy? He's yeah. my lead guy. Yeah. And um, he a lot of times will open the show for me just mm-hmm. so we can get to make sure this. If we're not there for a sound check. My well, sweet Robert gets up there and he tests the mic. He sings a couple of songs. And, and he gets it going he for gets you. It, he gets to make sure the sound's right. And then I come So on you're right. late to your shows is what you're saying no! there. No! Hey, I'm Book Tully, not. she'll show up at 30 minutes late. She no, puts on a hell talking. of a show, but my God, she's going to... No, I kid, I kid. We're talking one, maybe two songs if the sound's not right. But he will make sure that it's dialed in. Yeah, that's good. And then that's important I, to have, yeah. Yeah, it is. And then Communicate I, with the sound guy because he could ruin you. Oh, let you. me tell you, sound guy is... He can ruin People you. do not understand how important <laughs> yeah. the sound guy is. Yeah, because yeah, on big stage, you oh. know, big venues, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a button... It's called the suck button, and they can just push that right on up, and you'll suck out loud. I I would be devastated. Yeah, you don't want that. No, no. I don't want that. I I love my sound guys. I do. I know they can make or break it. So know? who who else you got? You got you got you got your rhythm section, your guitarist. Who else is in that band? I have another guitarist that depends on the venue. Um, He's that guy. Well, Well, I'm just not playing there. (laughs) In the larger venue, that's my core that I just told you. That's my core band, my core. And Matt has actually been with me um, longer than Todd. What's Matt's last name? His name is Matt Gilbert, and I call him Matt Guitar Gilbert. And this guy, he's just... Phenomenal. He he plays slide. Depending on the venue you're in, clearly. I know. Uh, he's my real big ones. Oh, see this Matt. room. You'll oh. see Matt on my big venues. Uh, heck, I take him to every venue if he's that you. available. Well, really. I hear you. Yeah. But he's he's amazing. Um, so Matt Gilbert, and then of course myself. I'm uh, on Hammond, and yeah, because you play the keys, and you're on, keys, and, and you got the yeah. cigar box. Yeah. Yeah. And then do the drum. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. Solo percussion. That's, that's, that's a hell of a band. Yeah, we, we love it. Um, I'm going to ask you uh, to uh, do a favor, if you would, please, Tully. Sure. I want you to bring all of those guys down here yep. to oh. this room, and I want to hear all of this band together. We'll, we'll cram them all into this room, and we'll do something big. It'll oh, be fun. Oh, that'd be fun. Would you, would you do that for us? I would love to do that. Yeah. I would love it. You would love the you're I would. Love I would ab- absolutely love it. I mean, You're so cool. Just hearing your record, uh, Revelation, and and hearing you play solo, uh, you're you're wonderful. You're oh, absolutely delightful, you. and, and I, I want to see you work with this band and and do some you know really fun stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Would you do that? Oh, I'd love it. You got my yeah. number, so you know yeah. I expect to hear from you. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, do you text? 
Okay. Oh, cool. Like a fiend. <laughs> I do. That's all I do. Oh, it's ringing. I'll oh, screw you. I'll send you a text. Taking a dump. Can't answer the phone. <laughs> Trust me, you don't want to talk to me in that moment. But uh, let me tell you something, uh, Tully. It's been an absolute joy to have you here. Uh, Revelation is a brilliant record. Thank um, you I think so you much. got something really special here, and, and I love it to death. And it's available uh, wherever you get your music. Um, up on Amazon, it's on iTunes, uh, Spotify, I assume you're there. Yes. Uh, we're going to add you to regular rotation over here as well, yeah, and we're just going to have us, have us a big time. And I'm not going to run you out of here just yet until I hear another song from you. Oh, on the record? Or no. Oh, for, okay. No, you brought this thing okay. down here. I'm not going <laughs> to schlep it down for two songs. I mean, for God's sake. What do you want to do here? What are you, what are you thinking? Ain't no good for you. It's a little bit... Um... A little raw? What do you mean by that? I mean, uh, what, do you, what do you mean by raw? I think the, I think it's um, a little angry, maybe just a hair. Okay. Now, before you go any further, uh -oh. <laughs> I've already learned from you that you write from your experiences. So clearly, you were pissed off about something. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> and what was it? Oh, you know, relationship. No, I don't know. Oh, okay. a relationship. Yeah, it was. A relationship. Oh, somebody screwed you over. Yeah. Well, kind of. You know, I mean, it's, you well, know, it happens. Yeah, it just happens. So and and what do I do? I write. That's well, everybody has their way yeah. to deal with it, that, and that's so you my write. Way. Yeah. So does this person know that this song is about them? No, no. Really? Yeah. Really. Oh, we got a Carly Simon thing happening. Yeah. God damn yeah. it! I've been waiting for this. <laughs> this. This song's about you, and everybody goes, "Who?" For forty years, we didn't know what that was. And for well, you, I have two of them. Uh, let's see. Should I well, do one or should I do the one off the album? Do you want an old one or do you want a brand new one? It's up to you. It's your song. Oh, what do you think, Jamie? I guess let me try the new one. You it's do. so brand new. Though. And this is on the record, right? This yeah, is on Revelation. It's on the record. All right, do that one. Yeah, okay. let's do that. One. think you've got me under the floor you're tearing me down so I'll need you more but what you don't see is I'm getting back up to a life I once knew to a girl I once loved ain't no good for you ain't no
Somebody was pretty pissed off. <laughs> yeah. I think so. That's wonderful. Tully Bray, ladies and gentlemen, the brand new record is called Revelation. Add it to your collection. Go get it. Go download it. Uh, grab some singles. Grab the whole kind of thing. Um, add it to your deal and go see a show, which, by the way, which leads me to this. Where are you playing next? Where are we playing next? Uh -oh. Is it Kentucky? Kentucky? Where in Kentucky? Then, um, Kentucky's a pretty sizable state. Uh, Where are no, you at? Is it Frankfort, Kentucky? Frankfort, Kentucky. And go on the website. We have the whole list of every ah. place. And then we are at um, Blue Ridge Mountains, which is one of my favorite places. Yeah. We're playing their theater there yeah. this year. Yeah. And then we're going to play Ground Zero this year at some point. Yeah. So, yeah, just go on our website. We have a whole... Tullybray.com? Yeah. T-U-L-L-I-E-B-R-A-E.com. That's where it is. That's where it is. And that's where your concert is. Uh, is your concert list is all there. Mm -hmm. Facebook as well. You're on yes, social yes. media. Look oh, for yeah. Tully Bray. Please, please hit our like page. It's... We don't. We we never push that, and I guess we need to start maybe pushing. Social that media bit. is weird, you know. I know, and I, I just haven't ever bought any likes and all that. So I haven't either. It's very yeah. organic, so please just go in there and hit the like button. It would be so appreciated. Yeah, give it a like and uh, and follow the feed and you know, yeah, and check in with great. you. It has been an absolute joy to have you in the studio. So it's thank you so, so very much for your for your time thank and you. and coming down. Thanks to Mark Caldwell for oh, making this happen. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, this we is. And I'm glad that the Nashville Blues Society is back. Yes. Thanks to Mando. Yeah, that's yes. that's that's a good thing. Yes, and I just want to do a shout out to Carol Littman because man, she has been working hard every Sunday to do some sort of blues jam there, and it has just kept everybody together. Well, that's and good. So uh, there's been this this whole thing, and, and as I mentioned earlier, I've been pretty pissed off about the fact that there was no Blues Society in Nashville because it's an underserved thing. Yes. And I'm glad that you're back into it and, and yes. part of it. And I look forward to seeing you back here in Memphis. We need yes. to book you into a, I don't know, Lafayette or somewhere down on Beale. Well, we can do that. Great. And I want you back into this room oh. with the band. With the band, yes. With the band. We need to do a thing here on the radio, and I want to make a record with you. Oh, I would love it. Do you want to do that? Yes, let's do it. We'll make, we'll make something happen. We'll do, a, we'll do something even if it's wrong, as they say. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Tully Bray, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much. The proceeding was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated and originally aired live on Radio Memphis. Any offers or advertisement contained may not still be valid. All rights are reserved and copyright is held by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. For more, look for all the RMOD players at radio-memphis.com.